brought to you by the Jonas Podcasting Network, found exclusively at wrestlingwithjonas.com. Live again for another episode of Wrestling with Jonas. This is episode 251. And if you didn't catch our milestone episode last week with Casey, the mother of chaos, go back and check that out in the archive. But today, this week, episode 251, and we've got none other than Benjamin Harlands, the sweet prince Benjamin Harlands, uh, Jack Knudsen. Uh, we got one of the, the, the best up and coming young tag teams in the whole of the UK, Act oh. Two. Oh. Guys, thank you so much for coming on the Wrestling with Jonas podcast. How are you both doing? Hello, thank you for having uh, us. Yeah, we're doing great. It's, uh, yeah, very good. F- recovered from a very long weekend. So, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> we were doing well. That. We will get into that. But as you can see, running along the bottom of the screen, we are open to questions. If you've got any questions for a Jack and Ben, Act 2, ping them through to us now on your chosen device, and we'll do our very best to bring them up on screen and answer them all during this live broadcast. Um, but but first of all, um, you, you did mention it there, a bit of a prelude, but you, we saw each other quite a bit last weekend. Uh, yes, Friday we at yes, uh, we Wet Cake over in Bedfordshire, which was a crazy show, which we'll talk about in a minute. Um, you guys were busy on the road again with Kingsley uh, Saturday, and I think performing Saturday. And then, of course, we saw each other again um, at Wrestle Carnival in Coventry, which was another incredible show. But uh, you two must be sick of the sight of each other, um, seeing each other <laughs> so much. <laughs> uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, uh, but but it was it was a great weekend, wasn't it? Tell us about your your experience, um, uh, just very briefly with them three days. It's um, it's it's nice to get weekenders back. I think yeah. is um, something like a, a Friday, Saturday, Sunday is a, a gem of um, a wrestling weekend for us. I do, we didn't get home at any point. Um, you know, it's sort of living out of a suitcase for three days, but <laughs> yeah. it's it's really cool. We lo- we love it. Um, wet cake was one of the most ridiculous <laughs> shows yeah. I think either of us have been part of in good ways. In in all the good ways. Um, yeah, I'm not even sure how to describe it. I saw a photo earlier um, where. Me and Jack are each holding Stone Cold ET's fingers, and there's emotion coming from Stone Cold ET, even though his face is completely blank. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, "How do you explain this to somebody?" Well, uh, this is it. <laughs> Stone Cold ET. He, he had his head twisted at one point. Um, mm. it, it was a crazy, crazy night. Uh, but uh, I mean, let's let's touch on your match from Friday night. Then it was it was this one here, wasn't oh, well. it? And yes. it was the Bowlerama yeah. seminar. Um, I didn't catch the first bit of it because I was backstage. Um, but there, it was yourself. There was there was Hustle. There was Kara. Um, there was Bowlerama, of course. Guys, starting with with Jack. What was that? What was that match all about? Because it just looked um, craziness from beginning to end. Yeah, that's that's probably as good as you've pinned it there. I am. I was in it, and I still don't really know what's happened. I've watched it back <laughs> from two different camera angles, and I'm still not certain how just us won a seminar. Like, mm. sure our one wins a seminar. Yeah, or how we got a passing of the. To- it was very, very weird. Um, is, is sort of the best way to put it. Um, it's 
easily. We had a lovely moment at the end, obviously. Uh, the return of Elijah and Big, um, all the crazy stuff going on. <laughs> His very long absence. His very long about absence. About an hour and a half. <laughs> um, uh. <laughs> but yeah, we were all just sort of stood in the ring and uh, I tapped Huss, Huss from Malone, and I was like, this is the most fun I've ever had. It was so wild and I caught myself five, six times whilst in the ring or around the ring, just in floods of laughter trying to pretend that I wasn't. It was just so ridiculous, the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. You'd uh, absolutely, what about yourself, Ben? You'd, you'd absolutely be able to catch us um, should the footage of Wet Cake um, pop out. You'll be able to see us, um, especially towards the end of the show, um, just sort of turn to each other on the apron, doing, like, doing this. <laughs> Try not to show anybody that you're laughing um i think kai Payne coming out to do a run-in on a match that he was in was and honestly um yeah it was it was a blast we had no idea sort of how the concept would go um especially running a seminar in front of fans um because there's going to be lots of like little niche humor in there, yeah. Um, that maybe wouldn't translate to somebody who hadn't been to a wrestling training session or anything like that. But luckily, um, the fans ate it up. They were completely on board the whole the whole night. To be fair, yeah, yeah. That's um, right. they, were, they were bowling balls and all were, sorts of madness. Yes, but, uh... they, were, they were all over <laughs> it. Um, and I learned yesterday that that was Cara's last match. No way. Yeah. Ah. yeah. Um, yeah Cara right. put out a little. Um, a little thing on Twitter saying that she's stepping back and that was her last match. So oh, for, for okay. the foreseeable anyway, which um, yeah, what a match, what a match yeah. to be. Yeah, it's quite quite the match to go out on. So story, yeah. isn't it? But but when I first heard of about Wet Cake Pro, I I thought it was a rib. To be honest with you, I I, I didn't yeah. think it was a real company, mm. but it is. Uh, it's kind of like um sacrifices sacrifice pros, uh, kind of little stepchild, and uh, it's another charity promotion run by Hustle, of course. Mm. Um, but so like I say, at the end we had uh, uh, Bridge the wet cake pro champion retain uh, at least i think they it, it retained uh, it uh, <laughs> i think i think it was an it but that was probably one of the, the, the highlights of the night and of course mm-hmm. uh, the pop that stone cold et got uh, as he uh, came out at the end to save Incredible. the day was was fantastic yeah. but uh, moving on from from wet cake and like i say if there is highlights out there or if it does um, uh, get released i definitely urge anybody to go and check that oh, out absolutely, it's definitely yes. unlike any yeah. wrestling show you've ever seen before um and then, of course, guys, I, I saw you on Sunday at Wrestle Carnival in Coventry, another tremendous show, yep. an absolutely mm-hmm. stacked card with not just the best wrestlers from the UK, but Europe and the world, dare I say it. But, uh, uh, Ben, I just want to kind of um, – this was a message you put up on your Facebook page, I think, saying that uh, um, you got to see Scotty Too Hotty do the worm that, and yes. the two cool dance live and in person today, year made. Obviously a highlight for you guys. You were on the sidelines. You were there, obviously, um, part of the ring crew with Kingsley, but uh, mm-hmm. a hell of a day for you two, hell of a moment, uh, lots of moments, lots of highlights. But uh, um, that was a pretty cool evening, especially if you're a fan of Scotty Too Hearty. Yeah, 100%. Like, um, we've both sort of had quite a lot of those pinch me moments recently, to be fair, like in a row. And um, it's really cool to have. We were 
sort of almost speechless when we realized what was happening he was going to do the dance he was going to do the worm we were sort of there at the back of the room like oh my god he's gonna do it he's gonna do it <laughs> like um to be able to sit back and be a fan again for stuff like that is so much fun i say fan again fans like been fans forever of course but to be able to be there for things like that like stuff that sort of when we were kids, you don't really imagine that you'll see, especially in England. Like um, I was speaking yesterday and it's something I've spoken to Jack about before, where like when you're a kid, you sort of have to think you have to magic yourself to America for that sort of stuff. Yeah. yeah. So so to be able to sort of see guys like Scotty Too Hotty and Eric Young um, wrestling in person and wrestling some of the best in the UK as well is, it's like, it's surreal but um it's it's a lot of fun 100 percent uh and you and yourself jack i mean like i say uh talent from top to bottom that card was stacked and uh was there a part of you thought oh, I'd, I'd love to be in there i'd love to uh kind of mix it up with these guys oh 100 we um we've been lucky enough to sort of surround ourselves with some some of those guys and obviously it'd be great to get in there a bit more with them obviously i'm very much inclined to that pure stuff that match was crazy oh um, but just yeah. just the whole the whole show in general was um, as as Ben said to see guys that you just imagine you'll maybe see if you ever go to America to be mm. doing it right in front of you and like I'd hate to see the video of when he said about what they were gonna do and me and him start grabbing each other and freaking <laughs> out because we are we're the biggest fans I think a lot mm. of I think a lot of wrestlers try to oh no I'm too um too cool huh to nah. to be that Hey. Too cool to be a wrestling fan now, and oh, I'm gonna pretend that I'm stone faced and hate it, and I'm just here to wrestle and go home. Everyone's um, everyone's a fan of it. The, yeah. the wrestlers are bigger fans than the people in the seats because they've taken it even further. Yeah. So to like, but I don't think either of us have ever ever felt inclined to be like, oh, we'll hide that this is dead cool. He was doing the worm. We were going, we were going crazy. You're going to mark out, aren't you? Yeah, exactly. 100%. 100%. It's going to happen. Um, So one of the questions that came through before we went live, as a matter of fact, from uh, a Richie uh, Harrigan, I think his uh, name is pronounced via YouTube. Uh, Who came up with the name Act 2? Now, this is a a question I was going to ask a bit later on, but uh, we'll bring uh, Richie's question up. Who did come up with the name Act 2? And what does it mean exactly? It was you. Yeah, I mean, right. it, we didn't really. I think, yeah, up, like great, Richie, great question, Richie. Mm. Yeah, um, it's very good. Really, I don't think what with it, like it was. We were trying to be everything for a bit. We we're like, okay, oh, gosh. we're in a transition yeah. where we were no longer the team that we were previously. We were a stable called AWOL, and we we're like, okay, well, what's next for us? That stable's finished post lockdown. We're coming back. We're trying to do something different, and mm-hmm. um, which, of course, Act Two works really good for. So you'd think that that was like the spark that clicked it, but it wasn't. It really is. That sort of we really were, smart. It wasn't that. Yeah, it, really <laughs> it really wasn't. Just awful, like the most generic names and just stuff that I'd never get over. Um, there was a time uh, where we were both looking through our like liked Spotify yeah, uh, playlists, and we're like, can we just mash something together from this? Yeah. Like there, there was so many sort of methods we went through to but I, try I and think find it was the name. Just, something I, I said that something was the second act like in a film or yeah. even in a match oh they've got to the second act of this match and then 
I think it just sort of stemmed from there. But it wasn't this big, like, light bulb moment. There it is, we'll be act two. Even for a bit, we were like, ah, I'm not sure we'll be something else. But yeah. we, we had to stick to something, stuck to it. And now I think sort of it's like when you get a bit of a stupid tattoo where it doesn't mean anything at the time. But then afterwards, yeah. it ends up meaning something to you. Yeah, we just sort of like, we'll be act two. And then yeah. we put all this meaning into it afterwards. But it's short, it's punchy, um, and, you know, it, it, it works. Um, and I think it's getting you noticed. Uh, I'm going to bring up some pictures now, guys. Uh, look at that. Um, uh, <laughs> Sacrifice Pro Saints of Sacrifice. Uh, they're tag team. And, and, and yeah, so bring up one more picture and then the real thing. Uh, hold it up, Jack. Come on. There we go. Look at that beautiful belt. Uh, but uh, congratulations. Now, I was there uh, when you won the titles and you won a, a number one contenders match earlier on against mm -hmm. Los Palominos, wasn't it? At the yes. Sacrifice Pros fifth anniversary show. And you cashed in uh, your number one contenders uh, uh, slot or uh, prize on the 8-7. Uh, they just won their match, mm -hmm. I believe. Um, and kind of, you sneaked in there, you cashed in, you became the new Saints of Sacrifice. Um, but uh, a pretty big accomplishment. Like I say, Sacrifice Pro, a pretty cool charity promotion out of the Bedfordshire area. Uh, but tell us kind of how it feels coming out of that to be crowns, their tag team champions. Honestly, um, it's... It was one of those things where you don't believe it until it happens. Yeah. Um, so uh, not to give away too much, I suppose, but um, it was something we were quite sort of surprised by as well. We only debuted Sacrifice in January. Yeah. Um, and they've been nothing but great to us. Um, in all honesty, we've been very lucky with the stuff we've been able to do there already and it's only july um so to be um trusted as, as the top of a tag division after we've you know spent so long trying to get there in other places and so and, and such a talented tag division at that as well um it was a very again i'm gonna say, i feel like i'm gonna keep using surreal um, but it was it's a it's a very surreal thing to be that like the guys as far as tag teams go in a company like to be trusted with that and run with that is um something i'd always wish for but not anything i never imagined would happen to be yeah. honest so and jack your feelings yeah i think well obviously you were pretty much the first person we saw and we came back um mm. And we were still sort of, you're so wrapped up in it, but it wasn't until sort of the drive back that me and Ben were sat there and we were like, oh, okay. Like, oh, you, think, you think you've worked <laughs> really hard up until this point, but now we've got to work 10 times harder in such a talented tag division to be like, oh no, we're, we're the guys, we're the people who you're looking at when, like, just just the, um, just last weekend being in there with Bowler Armour, like, mm. it's, it's crazy and we're supposed to be the tag team. So we've got to, We've got to step up to it. I think for a long time, me and Ben were told sort of, oh, you guys are doing so much and it's finally paying mm. off. And up until sort of the Saki tag belts, we were like, people keep saying this to us. Where, where is this paying off? Where is this 
us seeing something. And I think it was a very nice moment that we both shared of, okay, we can see something now. There is something there for the for the work that we're putting into it. Yeah, 100%. And we're going to talk more about your journey and uh, kind of your, your journey as, as Tag Team, as Tag Team Act mm-hmm. 2. But like I say, travelling up and down the country um, in, in the ring van with, with Kingsley, with Grant, you, you must kind of learn a lot from them too. And I, I, bl- I believe Kingsley is probably the more experienced of the two. But like I say, mm-hmm. do you see them as, as mentors and do you use that opportunity to kind of pick their brains and to kind of, um, I, don't, I don't know, spitball ideas, um, throw things at the wall, see what sticks? Um, what are them kind of van journeys like and do you use it as a learning experience oh 100 yeah absolutely um to be fair it's never the four of us in the van at the same time because four of us Ah. can't fit but (laughs) um (laughs) oh i think ben's frozen uh jack do you want to carry on (laughs) yeah so uh, so yeah, being in the van is obviously, it is, it, we're so intimate in there. It's a very small van in the front of us. Getting the three of us in is challenging, especially when Kingsley's such a jack guy. Um, so I was being squeezed in with him. But yeah, we, we sit on the learning tree all the time. I told I told Kingsley at the end of this weekend, obviously at the end of wrestling weekend, sort of yes, the, the, the real calm after the storm, especially that um, sort of ring job we did at, uh, Carnival was awful up those escalators. Yeah. <laughs> oh, job. yeah, that was a, the worst, the worst ring job I've ever done. But it, mm, it, easily, it, but I was doing it with two of my closest mates in wrestling. Um, and Kingsley's so giving with us; he helps us out more than we could repay him for. We had a chat about it, how it was. We have had a lot of people, um, and we've been very lucky to have a lot of people. Sort of for no reason, we've done nothing for them. We've given them nothing. Just be like, okay, I'll put stock in you, and I'll. Care, yeah. care about you guys and look after you guys um but the amount of light bulb sort of moments that kingsley gives me of being like oh why don't you do this why do you do this we had a match um at future and he he said to me after the match and this is the first time me and kingsley wrestled together and i've wrestled him a lot more since then but, um, <laughs> from the first time we worked he said and at the time i was very much more into the sort of flying stuff where i've kind of tried to move a little bit more technical and still putting a bit of the flying in. Um, but at the time, I was very set on being um, a high flyer. And this is no slight on like being a camps wrestler because it's it's very important in British wrestling. But um, I was asking Kingsley what he could give me about the match. And he was like, you need to stop doing this real two opposite styles. You can't be trying to be dead campy wrestler and super indie high flyer. He was like, either find, either find like a midpoint or pick one and from mm. doing that it completely changed the way i wrestle and i think every time i get to work with kingsley i come out of it completely different and knowing more about myself and about a, a match and all that kind of stuff wow uh, ben i think we lost you for a second there but uh, yes, any, any thoughts on, on on kingsley as, as a mentor and kind of the um, people that you encounter that uh you know give you their their kind of knowledge and experience um and they're at a drop of a hat for, for that sort of advice oh um absolutely in a in a similar vein to what jack just said um working with kingsley was one of sort of the first people i had a conversation with where i was like i feel a bit sort of lost in my style and what I want to present and things like that. And he was one of the people who really pushed for me to just wrestle how I want to wrestle. 
Um, I think I was definitely trying to sort of put myself in a specific box that I didn't really fit in. Um, and he was like, well, just what did you used to do? Like, what did you do that worked to get you to this point? Like, why are you changing that now? Why don't you just sort of develop on what you have and sort of wrestle in the way you'd enjoy watching wrestling? And um, it's conversations like that that sort of, they happen in the van or in, you know, in a house or something after the show, but they're so pivotal to both of our careers, really. Um and to have guys like Kingsley and um, Diamond Dave Andrews as well yeah. is someone else I've had this chat with. We've both been able to work with him um, where they sort of really instill the confidence in yourself, you know, which is so important to have. Yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant. Guys, I'm fascinated to know how long have you two known each other for? Do you know each other? Uh, does your kind of friendship precede wrestling or wrestling training? When when did you first kind of uh, come across each other as friends? Um, we met at wrestling training. Oh, we, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, you you've trained a little bit longer than I have, so um, I sort of rocked up and was awfully shy and didn't say boo to anybody. Um. And yeah, I guess you seem to have more of a sort of memory of that time period. But yeah, it was. You, you tell the story better than me. I've, I've got an awful, think. I've got an awful memory, sort of pre-wrestling. But I can mm. like my memory post-wrestling is pretty good. Like, like afterwards, it's great. Yeah, same. I <laughs> before wasn't really. I just I just lived for fourteen years, and then I was like, okay, I'll start doing stuff. Um, but yeah, I was maybe just under a year in or roughly mm. about a year in um we still didn't have a ring at the barracks at this point we were just sort of wrestling on mats and stuff yes um, yeah. and i remember meeting ben and the class was pretty big at this time like it wasn't really mm, yeah, yeah, yeah um it wasn't really like a few guys like whereas me and ben will happily go and train on our own now that wasn't really the sort of the norm at the time it was only you'd wrestle at the sessions you'd train at the sessions it'd be and then that was it. two three hours and then that'd be it for your week and wrestling once a week now seems completely weird but at yeah. the time, it was it was what we did um and yeah i met ben and <laughs> again it doesn't do much for us as a tag team but when we met we didn't really didn't really hit it off we didn't we didn't instantly no. become really good mates um he was just sort of a presence there for a bit we didn't chat or anything he was very shy i was still very shy at the time so we were both sort of just there to wrestle we weren't really interested in joking around with the class and mm. being funny and stuff we just sort of got in and got out which was all we really wanted from wrestling we just wanted to learn to wrestle whereas i think now in maturing and being more confident in yourself and stuff you can have a laugh and you can have fun and get on with people as well as doing the the wrestling bit and taking yeah. that quite seriously and important but yeah it wasn't really um we didn't get on wildly until uh we had a match in training and again this was mm -hmm. no ring just on mats and um, yeah uh, we just really clicked in the putting together of the match it just seemed that easy and this was a point where we both maybe had four moves each so it should have been easy <laughs> <laughs> but for those training matches that can be real pulling teeth of 
how are we going to do this? With mm-hmm. the caveat of, okay, you don't have ropes. You don't have a, you don't have yes. buckles. You, you, you definitely have, don't have a comfortable bump. <laughs> you don't have a comfortable bump. Uh, like, we could do that now. You could figure that out now, but you've got all these caveats on a match and then you've got to have a match that's good enough to pass. And this is your opportunity to show the coach, oh, I can be on shows. So there's a lot mm-hmm. sort of riding yeah. on these training matches. Um, and yeah, it just sort of hit off and we had a we had a decent little match for what it was at the time. And I think from there, we just became better and better mates until suddenly we're training all the time together and then we're on shows together and then we pitch to work each other all the time. So we want to be wrestling each other. And yeah. then, yeah, it was, it was just quite a natural um, evolution to now where we're pretty much inseparable. You can't can't really get one of us without the other. <laughs> so, so, so what was the situation that kind of led to you two teaming then? Um, I'm guessing there was a space on a card. They wanted a tag team um, and then they threw you two together. So, I mean, obviously you, you'd built a little bit of a, a connection and relationship during that time training and, and working one another uh, in singles. But um, what was the situation that led to you actually tagging? Um, so we were initially a trio. Um it was the two of us and Andre Delano. And <clears throat> at the time, we were all sort of a little bit frustrated, um, <clears throat> which which happens sometimes. You sort of, yeah. you know, there's there's things going on. We're sort of frustrated. We're like, oh, we want to, you know, we want to learn more. We want to go and progress. We want to. So um, <clears throat> the three of us sort of formed a wall at the time. Out of that, we were like, well, we want to be able to prove that we can go out and you know we can go and improve on these like other shows and in these other sort of scenarios so it pretty much came from that because marketing ourselves as a trio we were sort of like well if you need a six-man tag you've got one if you need to tag in a singles you've got one you need three singles you've got a singles a manager and someone else like we were just sort of three hands Very to have shows at the time yeah and so we, we were like be. yeah 100 we did um for the first and we, we still do it now like you never sort of i don't believe you're ever above doing anything like this especially not us but um we'd go and we just sort of like whatever you need you know you've got three people who we've been cameramen we've been like plant fans we've been uh, music people. There was a weekend um, where we did every job in wrestling except wrestle, uh, <laughs> so, because you know we were just yeah, like especially that sort of um, sort of mid to late 2019, um, which is when we really started showing our faces to people. Um, that was when you know I think we got to sort of. In the sense of us two as a team, you know, you spend that much time with someone, you get to know them a lot better um, and not just in a wrestling context. Like now, like, you know, Jack, my family buys Jack Christmas presents at Christmas, you know, and we sort of interact with each other's friends outside of wrestling and stuff. So, you know, it was it was situations like that where we'd go out and we just we just had the same vision of what we wanted to do. That yeah. sort of helped us bond in the ring and out of the ring. Um, to be fair. And then obviously lockdown happens. Um, Andre Delano decides not for him, he's not wrestling anymore. So 
um that's when we sort of start presenting as just a concrete tag team and uh i guess here we are <laughs> here we are uh 100% yeah, yeah. 100% uh, we're going to talk about the, the many groups that you've had the opportunity to perform with and you've really branched out um over the last 12 months certainly since wrestling came back last summer but I want to talk to you about your your own individual personas I'm quite intrigued and I, I'm still learning about you guys and I know a lot of people a lot of people watching this might want to know more about the individual elements within act two um but uh, uh, Ben I think you you call yourself uh, Sweet Prince Benjamin Harland yes um uh, and, and then we got uh uh, kind of a, a little bit of a, a kind of a Mancunian front man going on there with uh, Jack Knudsen. Uh, uh, tell us a bit about where these personas come from, where the names come from. And uh, and me, like I say, born several decades ago. I was born in the 70s, grew up in the 80s, but loved Oasis. I was a huge Oasis fan in the 90s. Um, so you've got me sold with that gimmick. But tell us a bit about your own individual personas, starting with Ben. Um. To be fair, um, I'll be completely honest. It's something I'm still developing on. Um, I had a million and one different ideas before I debuted, and then I debuted, and that idea was wrong, wrong as well. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's something that I had to sort of naturally progress towards. Um, I've done things previously, sort of character-wise and things that, you know, um, everything's worth a try, but it just didn't really work for me. Um, there have been so many conversations about like being a specific thing um, and being like, this is how I describe my character, because in some circles, that's something that people really want. And they're like, you need to be able to sort of describe in a few words what you are. Yeah. Whereas in other circles, there's more, um, it's more about the nuance and sort of rather than being a gimmick, you're a character. I think, and I'd, I'd like to say, um, to be honest, it's quite cliche, but it's just really me, but very exaggerated. Um, I think, like, the presentation and stuff is something I'm big on. Like, um, I always, when I got into wrestling as a kid, the first thing you'd see is how they look, right? And what they're wearing and sort of the presence they give off. So a big thing for me especially now is um, I want to be the wrestler that 10 year old me would have sat in the crowd and gone, Oh, he's, he looks really cool. You know? So I guess that's what, that's what I'm trying to present. Um, I really want to sort of find myself within wrestling. And um, I don't think anyone's ever a hundred percent there. I think everyone's constantly evolving and things like that. But um especially more recently i've got more comfortable in not knowing and more comfortable in experimenting in what who benjamin holland is i guess yeah yeah brilliant jack t tell us about um about this fella here then um it, 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 i i think you've probably evolved a little bit beyond this slightly but um is there still elements of this to your game nowadays and where did this come from yeah, definitely. And I'm I'm gonna um butcher the metaphor. And again, Kingsley knew what it was called the other day, but it's that um ship where you keep changing the parts and eventually it's not the same ship, but it looks oh, see, like I know that from Only Fools and Horses. You know, triggers broom. <laughs> yeah. So the handle, keeps changing is the that is that room. different heads and handles? Well it's not the same broom then, is it? Yeah, it is. <laughs> yes. So we're we're sort of always triggers broom, if you will. Yeah, I've definitely mm. I've moved a little bit past that. Um, but then there's still times where I have to bring out 
a little bit more of that side of stuff. Um, yeah. I think there's no shame in me saying when I um when I debuted, I was just Liam Gallagher in wrestling trunks. <laughs> I, I I did the walk and everything, and then I you've got to you've got to realize that that's already a character that exists, and for mm. um for as long as I am just Liam Gallagher, you just you just a, a parody of someone who there already is, right? Um, but I think if you take enough, um, and it is, it's massively based on that kind of music and that sort of style of indie music, whether whether it's them or Cortinas or Arctic Monkeys or all these bands that I sort of like and um, yeah. grew up liking, you can take a little bit from all of those front men. And I think um, I was listening literally today um, to a podcast with Chris Jericho um, on True Geordie's podcast. And he, he was saying how you can dress up like 10 people can dress up as Chris Jericho on Halloween and they can all dress up as someone different. And I think mm. that ever sort of evolving thing, uh, he said the same thing about how like people could dress up as David Bowie and you could have six different costumes, but you know who it was. Uh, I think that's sort of what I, I want to do. I want to keep evolving more and more because I did get away from uh, just being Liam Gallagher. But then I think for a bit, you couldn't really throw a stone in British wrestling without having some guy who's kind of a bit oasis or kind of a bit um, Arctic Monkeys or a bit Cortinas or a bit that sort of indie vibe on the music um, and the way they carried themselves. But I think I've sort of, a lot like what Ben said, been able to adapt that to how I am just as a person and my personality. It's much, much easier to be a character when you're not really being a character. You're just being mm. yourself with a few more frills on. Um, and now I am I'm leaning more into the um the indie wrestler stuff that i'm doing so indie uh spotlight the music and then wrestler so i can kind of sort adapt more and more and lean into that technical and pure wrestling that i've always enjoyed watching but i've always thought with with my size people just want to see a certain thing and that's another thing from uh learning from people like gresham and learning from people like ridgeway and even like all these amazing people um but then being like okay and i think it was flash more than webster was like you've got to be comfortable in silence because you're never going to be going hold for hold and the crowd's going to be ah oh! on their feet but it's it's an important bit and that isn't everyone's that isn't everyone's wrestling um i wouldn't i'm not saying i'd go to a show that's completely kids and be like here have a cravat for 20 minutes <laughs> and then a roll up <laughs> But I'd like, I'd like to evolve more into the indie wrestling stuff um, and getting a lot more technical with my game. And it's something that I find very interesting to learn as a wrestler as well. But it's also something that if I want to do it as a wrestler, I have to do it as a character as well because you can't really mm -hmm. have a character that works for high flying and then suddenly he just does he just does technical wrestling. So yeah, it's it's ever evolving. Brilliant, brilliant. And we've had uh, Caitlin uh, Scallon get in touch, watching via YouTube. Uh, what, what The Nudson part of your name uh, seems to be uh, a, a, quite a, a unique name. Uh, where, where did that come from? Where did you kind of grab that from? It, it kind of sounds uh, maybe foreign or European, according yeah. to Caitlin, but uh, any, what, where's the origins of the, the it, Nudson part of your name? It is, it is foreign. It's, um, it's Danish. Um, ah. and, and in hindsight, I should have picked something else because the amount of time... <laughs> I am Nudson as instead of San is Hud Hudson is my friend. I've been Hudson. everything, right? Mm. Um, but yeah, so I, again to peel peel back the curtain, it's it's my middle name. So I did the lazy thing of just having that, but I thought it was it was different. I don't know 
um, any other Nudsons, but it comes from uh, my dad's a very big fan of Speedway, like the motorbike racing. Gotcha. And there was a Speedway rider uh, called Tommy Nudson who he like broke his back and had to have all this stuff done. And he was told he'd never ride Speedway again. And then they took the metal workout and they were like, oh, you've healed really well. You might be able to have a go at Speedway again. Um, and he took that from like plottering around the track. And then within a few seasons, he was world champion again. So that was like, for for my dad, who isn't really a wrestling fan, that's his mm-hmm. that's his super Cena moment, right? That's oh, this guy came back. Um, so that clearly had a big impact on his life for him to name me after it. Yeah, absolutely. And and, and tell us about your chemistry in the ring because like so I love watching you guys work because you, you're very smooth, got some great double team action. You you, you don't mind taking some big bumps um off of <laughs> quite, you know quite regularly bigger opponents. Um but um when did that kind of chemistry and kind of bond and relationship mm-hmm. in the ring really start to click between the two of you? Um I think lots of it came from wrestling against each other, to be honest. Um, there was a time period where um, we called it Sunday Club. Um, we'd go down to our uh, training facility um, early in the morning and we'd stay there until very early the next morning um, on a Sunday and we'd just wrestle. We'd just try what we want to try and we'd spend two or three hours hammering in this one thing and we'd be like, right, this is this is what we've set ourselves to do. We're not going to stop until we've got it. You know what I mean? And I think mm. I think both of us sort of having that attitude um, <clears throat> hand, uh, led itself really well into being a tag team. And um, especially sort of when things started to pick up as a duo, we both went in with the mindset of, right, if we're going to be a tag team, we're going to be a real tag team. You know what I mean? We're going yeah. to present as a tag team and you are going to think of us together in that way um so again sharing that attitude lended itself into being able to come up with um certain things we wanted to do as a team and pick up from other teams and sort of really study that aspect of wrestling that maybe we hadn't you know we didn't know as much about beforehand um because we'll both tell you that when we started um tag team wasn't in our vision um that's completely honest statement but um, from being in a tag team, especially for myself, it sort of made me fall in love with that style of wrestling. Mm. Um, so to be honest, I think, at least personally, I know I want to honor that. And I know that when I'm watching tag teams or watching a tag team match, tag team wrestling, um, I think it's really obvious when somebody is a team as opposed to they're just sort of two dudes who happen to tag with each other um so i think sort of a combination of all those things really handed itself to us being able to oh i think we've lost jack um that sort of lended itself to us being you know who we are at the minute and i think just wait a few seconds but here we go and no problem there we go oh hello hello that's all right. That's all right. Uh, it is live, folks. But uh, um, let, let me ask you um, about influences then. Um, uh, do you have any kind of tag teams from the past or the present that have influenced your style or your mindset regarding tag team wrestling? Obviously, you're very passionate 
um, about, about being a proper cohesive unit. Um, mm-hmm. But are there any yeah, yeah. tag teams from past or present that you've modelled yourself on that have inspired you or influenced you in any way? Jack, I'll let you go for that. Go on, Jack. I've just got back. I heard the end of it. Um, oh no! Yeah, tag teams that have maybe influenced or inspired you over the years, past or present. That uh, maybe you've modelled your your kind of modelled your your team on in any way, shape, or form. Uh, what would you say? Oh, oh we're we're hundred percent definitely um, inspired by Motor City Machine Guns. I think mm. uh, anyone watching us can see that we <laughs> can probably tell yeah. um, because. But I think between me and Ben, that's a very much a hot period of wrestling that we watch. That's mm-hmm. um, what what we again. It's it's what you like. If we want to be those wrestlers that ten year old those would be like, oh my god. Well, most of machine guns were the wrestlers. Those, yeah, that both absolutely. of us at ten years old were going, oh my god. So yeah, I am massively massively inspired by them. But I think there's there's such. I think <laughs> similar to the time that me and Ben thought it, a lot of people thought. It's not many tag teams, and then <laughs> everyone just became yes. a really good tag team. So there wasn't really um, an opportunity for us to come in and be like, "Oh, we'll we'll be two singles guys, and we'll kind of figure it out along the way." Like we we are in a scene now that is very hot. Anyway, the British scene's on fire, yeah. and then it's even hotter in the tag division. You've got to think. Um, promotions getting in a tag team is harder because you've got to have two people and that's two two times of travel sometimes Logistics, and, wages yeah. and it's it's harder right so what makes us be the people that are brought in and why don't you bring in these other 20 amazing tag teams around the country so i think um not in sort of a backhanded way but like that's inspired us of like mm-hmm. okay well we've got to be good because everyone who's tag wrestling at the minute is good. Like, there's very few teams that are thrown together, and very few teams that are. Oh, we just we don't mind tagging with each other. Like, I yeah. think to be a tag team in this country now, you've got to you've got to show up. Yeah, when I spoke to Reese and Rogan a few weeks ago, they, they said exactly the same. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I mean, a, a tag team matches are essentially a gimmick match, and there's tends to only be maybe one or two tag yeah. matches on any one card. So you've got yeah. to really stand out um, and you guys are definitely doing that. But uh, I mean, Ben, I'm going to ask you a, a slightly different question, but how do you see act two kind of evolving um, over, over time? Do you have kind of plans or ideas on how you guys want to develop or move on to the next phase of act two? Um, I think to be at the moment, um, I think, we're right we're really sort of riding the wagon of what we have now that doesn't mean we're not trying to evolve and trying to find out new things it just means that um it's taken us a while to sort of find this groove that we're in so um i think it's sort of very important to appreciate what we've got now um because very easy to get into the sort of headspace of "I'm i'm not doing enough i'm not you know um I think there's there's a fine line between sort of being motivated and then punishing yourself in that sense. Um, so being able to be like, oh, we, you know, we want to go and do this and we want to wrestle these guys and we want to go to this company and stuff like that. Being able to do that while also being able to appreciate what we're doing now um, yeah. is sort of really important, um, especially for the more mentally taxing moments of wrestling. But um, I think in the future there's... Um, Def- definitely going to be some matching gear 
yeah, <laughs> we've we've had a lot of we've had a lot of conversations about that um and sort of updating our presentation a little bit more um we've recently we've got some sort of tag things in the back pocket that we haven't been able to sort of present to people yet so we're working on the in-ring aspect of things as well while um we i think at least i can sort of speak for myself where i think maybe the next step is being able to sort of be recognized you see us on a poster and you're like that's act two you know you're not having to yeah you know sort of piece it together from other things yeah 100 100 um we've had somebody else reach out to us via you Oh, uh, hello. So, 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 somebody's quite curious about your uh, your uh, ring music, your theme music that you uh, uh, enter matches to. Do you have a, a particular um, bit of ring music that you enter to, regardless of where you're working? Um, we do. It's um, Voodoo Child, but it's by Tom Morello and not Jimi yeah. Hendrix. Right. So, uh, if you give give that a look up, you'll find it pretty easily. It's on YouTube, it's on Spotify, things like that. So. Uh, yeah, that was another that's discussion. Awesome. That was another discussion similar to the name that we had. Yeah, where we great, we went through song. so many things. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's so, like when you set a song that you like for your ringtone, but a thousand times worse though with a with a theme song. Like any mm -hmm. any theme that I've used, I now dislike as a song, even if I'm still currently <laughs> using it. Like we come out to that, and I'm like, I've heard this song so many times, and I only hear it when I'm really stressed and really nervous <laughs> I never uh, hear yeah. this song in a good situation where I'm like, Oh, I can just sit and enjoy this. It's just before you go out for a match and then you're, you're stressed. Although, um, I recently watched the new Elvis movie and there's a 15, 20 second snippet of that specific song in there. Oh. Like the, the Tom Morello version as well. Oh, wow. And um, it sort of made my heart drop a little bit. Like it's it's sort of rare that you hear your entrance music in regular situations, and like Jack just said, you're so sort of het up and stressed and on adrenaline and stuff when you do hear it. Is that like hearing that outside of wrestling? Sort of went, oh, oh no, okay, I'm fine. I'm not. <laughs> yeah. You didn't jump up and start looking for the curtain. I was thinking, like, oh, like, oh, oh no, oh gosh, yeah. <laughs> we had that at a wrestling show. Um, we, oh, I just did, wrestled. Yeah, I just wrestled Ryan Meyer Unstoppable, mm -hmm. and it was a two-header show. Um, and I was mm. using Rock and Roll Star at the time. Nice. Um, so so that song, and I'd maybe been using it for two years. Yeah, it'd been quite the, a while at that point. So every yeah. match I debuted with that song, that song is like, even when I, I can hear it in Morrison's now and be like, oh, but um, <laughs> we were at a show and I think the music guy just pressed the wrong song and yeah, played it, it for. So the second show, we were just sat in the crowd watching because we'd already wrestled. We weren't on the second show. We just thought we'd stay and enjoy it. Um, and Jack Barron comes out and does this dead intense, crazy entrance. And we're like, oh my God, love him. Didn't know the card. Excited to see who he's mm -hmm. wrestling. And then my theme played. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm sat in the audience, just like in a hoodie and shorts. And I was like, oh no, I've, and my brain instantly went to, I've completely forgot that I'm supposed to be wrestling. I need to wrestle now. Because in, in the situation of being at a show, thousand times worse. And then, um, and Philip Michael came out to it and had a really good match. So. This is that's that one wrestling nightmare where your music's playing and you're not ready. And you're, not and you're like, you know, it's a, 
the dream I'm sure everybody's had. They wake up in a cold sweat, like, oh, God. Guys, speaking of um, evolving your act, we've had uh, Caitlin uh, via YouTube watching again. Thank you so much for your questions, Caitlin. Have you ever thought about uh, using uh, an Irish gimmick uh, and maybe river dancing together um, up, up to the ring for your entrance? Um, it, it could work. You never no, know. No, we haven't. <laughs> Caitlin, have you ever seen people with four left feet and not two? Because you would do if you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's pretty awesome. You guys, I want to talk to you about progress now, because what a lot of people okay. may not know is you're part of their, their ring crew. And I've seen you yes. uh, very regularly at the ballroom, the electric ballroom in uh, Camden, London, um, at uh, pretty much every progress show since I came mm -hmm. back in front of fans in 2022. How did that opportunity first arise? Because that's quite a big deal with um, one of, if not the biggest promotions in the whole of the country, uh, doing some great things, putting on some amazing shows. But how did the opportunity to be part of their ring crew arise? So um, initially part of the sort of progress management team, um, saw us wrestle. That was their first introduction to us. We were at Catch in Manchester. Um, and it was the two of us versus Joe Kessler and Scott Oberman. Yeah. Um, we went out and had a match. Um, really enjoyed it. Crowd enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. Um, one of the one of those matches where we really got tested in a good way. Yep. You know what I mean? Like we sort of um feels like one of those where you definitely learn from it. And, uh, you know, it's going to make us better in the long run. Um, and they, their management team, uh, they approached Jack initially. Um, I was off doing something else. Um, and then I sort of popped over to see what was going on. And they approached and um, they approached a few of us. Um, we we're sort of near the merch table at the time. And they were like, we really enjoyed what you did. Um, you guys definitely have something going for you. Uh, we'd like to invite you to come down, um, sort of help out and see see how things go from there. And um, this offer was given to a few people, um, but we were the annoying ones who chased it up. <laughs> uh, we were the ones where we're like, okay, we're grabbing onto this with both hands, you know what I mean? Um, and sort of through that persistence, I guess, uh, got us into the spot we were in at the time. Um and since then, we've sort of progressed into um, a couple of different roles we've been given there. Um, and I get it's sort of the, the the wrestling story you hear on a lot of documentaries and stuff. I think we're both we're both big on um, going and showing your face and helping out and just sort of being there for people um, in whatever capacity you need them to be, because that. Um, you know, it do, it does pay off, and it is it's the, it's the way we've broken into everywhere we've been um, is sort of going down and helping and showing our face and introducing ourselves to people and just sort of being there and being you know getting ourselves on people's minds. And um, recently enough, we've been lucky enough to do that with progress. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and I mean just to kind of let the cat out of the bag you you, you guys are actually uh behind the hard cam aren't you you kind of film all the, the action yes at the moment from the from the balcony uh we'll talk about that in in, in a touch but um, when you're there obviously got bird's eye view of all the action you must be kind of soaking in all of the action like a like a sponge and taking it all in oh, and it must be a huge learning experience especially with progress having not just the best in the uk not just the best in europe but the best in the world talent in front of you um in that ballroom um 
a, a kind of an opportunity that you can't buy um, that you guys mm-hmm. are kind of having um, every month uh, in the ballroom. What was that like? And, and starting with Jack, kind of having that world-class talent in front of you and having the opportunity to kind of soak it all in, it must be a crazy learning experience for you both. Yeah, 100%. It's, um, it's, we, we just feel so lucky to be doing it. Um, not only do we get to help out and we're lucky enough to know a lot of the guys who are on there and have wrestled some of them and just get on with some of them. Um, so, so being around your mates is always fun anyway, especially in a wrestling sense. So you get to spend the full day with your friends and then you get to watch the, some of the best wrestling that's being put on in the world. I'd argue it's, um, as you say, it's not just the best talent of the UK or anything like that. It's some of the best wrestlers in the world and some of the best matches and all that kind of Mm. stuff. Um, so it's it's brilliant to see, and there's there's so much that we just watch, and then we're like, oh, we need to we need to take something from this. We need to steal this and change it slightly. Or there's there's and it's not just oh, this guy did a move. You can really look at things that they do and beats and moments and their timing and their positioning and why they did something and what it meant. And it might not mean something now, but give it fourteen minutes and it'll mean something. So it's it's all that kind of stuff that is being done by the very top of wrestling that you you want to cling on to and go oh they did this because of this whereas it's very it's very easy um, to sort of tell a story that has no twists and turns you can tell mm-hmm. someone that someone went to the shop and bought milk but yeah. you th- th- you tell me a progress match that's like that there isn't one it's just mm-hmm. it's ever changing um, so to watch it and try and understand it and there's so much that we we see there and we're like that was great but if you went why was that great we'd go i don't know it was great though and then maybe in five years we'll understand it or maybe in 10 years you'll go oh yeah because of this um so yeah getting to see the best wrestling some of the best wrestling in the world from one of the best seats in the house we're both Mm -hmm. very privileged to do that after spending a day with your mates so wrestling wrestling's the best in that kind of sense yeah and, um, and sticking with progress that the tag team division in progress is just off the charts um probably i'll go so far as to say probably the best tag team wrestling you're like to, like, likely to see absolutely anywhere with the likes of the smoking aces the 0121 sunshine machine yes. and, yeah. and that triple threat ladder match on day two a super strong style <sighs> Amazing. Um, my god what one, one of the best um cards i've ever seen from top to bottom that that saturday mm-hmm. but that match opened the show um, pretty much stole the show um being a tag team yourself watching that triple threat ladder match must have just blown your mind and at the same time being so inspiring as well ben uh give us your thoughts on on that triple threat tag team match and the, the 012 uh, it was the sunshine machine that came away the victors yes very very popular winners but uh that was probably one of the best matches i've ever seen Absolutely, like absolutely. It's sort of to ride off what Jack said previously um, about being able to spend time around guys like that. It's like there's so much to learn there that sort of every corner you turn in that building, um, there's going to be something for you to learn or something for you to get from the conversations that you're going to be having. Like um, I can turn a corner and there's Dean Ormark and Jody Fleisch, like two, two of the best the best ever like realistically like um and you know you turn and then you've got like sort of really experienced tag teams like sunshine machine and um 
you know, the smoking aces, no one, two, one, and you get to sort of talk to them and get their perspective on things. Then you can talk to guys like a Jody Flash or a Dean Mark and get their point of view. And there's just so much that, you know, we'd have to be the most absorbent sponges in the world to get it all because there's, there's so much there for us. And um, to get to see tag team matches like that, um, it, it's one of those moments where we're, we're stood there on the balcony being like, that's where we want to be. That's what we want to be doing. Um, there was a match um, at Atlas Weekender um, and it was Sunshine Machine and the 0121 and they didn't get started for 20 minutes because yeah. the crowd was so into just them. Yeah, they there was it, it was about 15 minutes of just chanting. Yeah, just dueling chants. And you'd, you'd think it'd get quieter. It got louder. It got louder. It just and then kept just going. It get quieter. It get louder again. It get louder again, <laughs> and it was just sort of masterful work. And um, to see what, like Reese and Rogan explained, as sort of a gimmick match where there's only sort of one on the show. To see it be the most popular thing on that show was incredible. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. And to think that you guys are behind that uh, kind of hard cam, or you have been behind that hard cam, and that your kind of actions um, are responsible for what the viewers at home are going to see on the WWE network. That must be pretty mind blowing. Yeah, it's wild. We, um, yeah. <laughs> I think we we, we said um, there's there's people who have worked their whole life for doing camera work who w- won't be on a platform as big as the, as the network. So, uh, yeah. yeah, for saying two, two wrestlers from Stoke can be <laughs> yeah. taught by. And, and that's a, um, an absolute, like, good job on the progress team because they've taught us well enough to be able to do it. We, um, It's okay. a very, very nice environment of you can ask questions. And mm-hmm. me and him could do something. Or we could film the ceiling for a show and someone would come over and instead of, was getting shouted at and sworn at and getting told to never come back. But luckily we haven't done anything that bad. No, but no. any sort of and not yet, any sort of teething problems would <laughs> be of having two random wrestlers work a camera for you um has only been met with positivity of, oh well why don't you do this and you could try it like this and I'll yeah. make sure you're doing this for me guys. Does that work? And does this work? And it's there's never um, and I'm not sure how much you would have seen of uh, show days can be very stressful and they can be a time where a lot of people mince words and there can be mm-hmm. a sly comment back and forth that isn't meant with any sort of venom, but it can sort of ruin your day when someone's said something yeah. and been a bit of a dick for no reason. There's none of that there. Everyone is, yeah. there's such a team mentality. Everything's been done well. Everyone's, everyone's so open and talking to each other. It's, it's brilliant. Yeah, absolutely. A few people that have uh, got in touch. Uh, David Grant. Uh, what's, what's the shortest person you've ever dropped it? I have no idea what context this is in. Uh, guys, oh, you clearly God. do. Uh, okay. There must be a story behind this one. He's he's Iggy and me on a story. I don't know if you should tell that story. Um, I'll have to tell you the full story after this, John. Um, but, um, I can tell I can tell as much of it from my perspective, I guess. You do that. That's a um, idea. So on a show on my birthday, um, we're we're at a show and um I see the promoter walk up with the run sheets, right? And um it's it's a very small locker room for the show. So uh everyone's working double. Um someone's got a couple of matches, um, and I see the big scribbled outs in one of these matches, right? 
and the name scribbled out was mine. And I was like, ah. Um, so on my birthday, I get pulled out of a tag match. Um, I still got to wrestle that day. Um, had a really fun match with Joseph Biggs. Um, but instead of me, um, the Jack Nelson teamed with, and I suppose the story kind of ends here and answers David Grant's question, um, he teamed with Little Legs instead. Love Little Legs. Yes. So there, we, there we go. I think that's... And I, I was yes. out there for 50 minutes. 50, approximately all, 50 a, minutes. I was uh, just <laughs> under an hour of um, Jack Nudson that that crowd got. Mm. Um, and yeah, an hour of Jack Nudson is is a bit too long. <laughs> to answer to answer sort of the question posed at Jack, I guess Little Legs is the shortest person he's ever drop kicked. Maybe that wasn't a proper drop kick, though. I'd, I'd maybe say Kai is the shortest person I've ever just like <laughs> running drop kicked. Uh, that's awesome. As as we start to wind down this uh, episode of Wrestling with Jonas, um, I, I, I want to throw to to both of you. Do you have a bit of a wish list of uh, UK or European or maybe worldwide tag teams that you haven't had the opportunity to, but you'd love to get in there and work at some time in the future? Do you have a, a little bit of a um, a wish list of teams that you'd love to get in there with? Oh, massively. Yeah. Um, I have I have a physical one. Um, that we've been lucky enough to be able to tick off quite a few, especially in the last six months. Um, but up there, the Lycos Gym. Lycos or, Gym, one of the biggest. Like at top, yes. Um, top of that list. That's, yeah, absolutely. It's uh, one of those where, you know, we'd be with the best tag team in the country. We, we're going to have to step up and prove that we can hang, you know? And... Um, it's it's an intimidating thought, but it's a very motivating thought. And, you know, we, we want to get to that point. We want to get to the point where we're the top tag team in the country is sort of, I guess, not humble as that sounds. Yeah. Um, that's, you know, that's that's where we want to be. And um, being able to test ourselves against guys like Lycostium would be huge in order for us to sort of get there and sort of ride the wave into becoming one of the best tag teams in the country. Um, BDSM as well. Um, for similar reasons, I've been there. Charles Crowley has been ducking me for three years. Uh, <laughs> um, but as I've really wanted to work with Charles Crowley for the longest time. Um, I think the dynamic of the two of us versus BDSM yeah. would be very wet cake-esque. So in, in, a, a in, a, in a in a in a potentially not very wet cake scenario. Um on the other hand, um getting to work with Reese and Rogan again would be fantastic. Yeah. Um close personal yeah, friends, so any any combination of those four guys um would be would be awesome. Um, the models the greedy, is a big the one. models, hundred percent. Um, the Greedy Souls, the yeah, 0121, Sunshine yeah. Machine. There's so many. Aces, um, yeah. It sort of tells you that how deep the tag team pool is, though. Because we've had the chance to wrestle incredible tag teams, sort of countless amazing sort of duos. And there's still so many that we haven't. Next level. You know what I mean? It's forever. Next, next level have been done. That one's true. Yes. That one is next, true. If either member of Next Level are watching... Um, fuck you. There's my there's my, ones, <laughs> there's, there's my swear word of the day. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. So um, our wish list is very long. We've de we've definitely got personal ones as well. Um, but yeah. as far as tag teams go, 
um, as lucky as we've been to be able to sort of tick off maybe just under half of the guys on there. Um, there's still so many sort of matches that instill excitement and sort of intrigue in us that we haven't been able to have yet, but hopefully in the near future. Yeah. And um, uh, what are some of your, your favourite matches that you've had as a team? Um, like I say, you've been performing together as a duo for a little while now. Um, so any matches uh, that you have had must really stand out um, quite fresh. But uh, any any matches that you've really, really enjoyed for whatever reason um, that you want to tell our viewers about? The uh, the match that we had, uh, like Ben mentioned, with Reese and Rogan was, um, mm-hmm. it wasn't sort of a, a crazy big match where we had... 40 odd minutes and we're really getting into that back end yeah that, that, that was very quick yeah that much was so much fun um to uh, again when we're we're on the planning side of things it's again sometimes can be pulling teeth but two amazing guys um who, mm. who know tag team wrestling so well they're real real guys who again they're not two singles guys they and I'm not saying they couldn't wrestle singles, they're both amazing professional wrestlers, but as a unit, they yeah. work together so well to be a tag team. They move like a tag team. They, everything they do is so um, so clean as a team. But then as well, they're both great wrestlers in the sense of when you're working with one of them, as you say, we can take those massive bumps, but they, they can give them you perfectly because individually yeah. as wrestlers, clean as you like, as a team, clean as you like. So um, in a match that was just us versus them no sort of crazy stipulation on it and it was just one of those matches where you really feel like everything's going the way it should everything's hitting crowder into it and it's um it just feels like everything's firing the way it should be yeah absolutely um the match mentioned earlier um that sort of got progress's eyes on us um a catch with scott oberman and joe kessler northwest strong um it's definitely one of my personal favorites as well because that was one where we were like we're really going to get tested here this is sort of a new echelon of people to work with and um for it to go as well as it did and for us to really sort of work hard to get into that position it meant a lot that um how well received that match was um and to be fair this past this past saturday um at one more round that we had a triple threat tag match it was um the two of us versus uh, east midbreakers carl kingsley and david grant and Battle Squad Awesome, um, Diamond Dave Andrews and Danny Chase. And to be able to work with those four guys in that capacity and um, feel, you know, feel like maybe not, maybe not that we deserve to be there, but we, we sort of feel like we're really on a run and getting to work, getting to work with those guys who have worked with us you know, previously when we were very new and, you know, um, getting to work with them in a capacity where we're really finding ourselves is really yeah. cool. Yeah, it's and really the fact cool that someone that would put the photos in there with them says... 100%. That they yeah. think we're of that, of that standard, which is um, a, a massive compliment to us when those guys have been tagging for... For that long. Absolutely. I suppose it's um I guess a, l- a little bit of a tangent, I'm sorry, but Diamond Dave Andrews doesn't get talked about nearly enough for no, how val- valuable he is um to wrestling when you're wrestling him in the ring, whether he's in the a presence in the locker room where he's there to give you advice, he's there to just watch. He is someone who definitely deserves his flowers. Yeah, 100 um, percent Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. 
And, and the final thing I want to touch on um, is uh, we, we know you guys are delivering in the ring, like I say, picking up the, the Sacrifice Saints of Sacrifice uh, Tag Team Championships, but you guys can deliver behind a microphone as well. And uh, we've had a couple of uh, couple of interview segments, haven't we? Um, I was great flattering there. Wow. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but you guys um can cut a decent promo and really really talk down the camera lens is that something that you've kind of practiced together or what because you've got confidence um and i think recently at sacrifice pro their anniversary show when you won the titles you showed mm -hmm. a bit more of a, a heel element which worked yes. perfectly in that promo segment backstage but that is another, like I say, for promoters out there that they don't just want you to kind of work in the ring. They want all elements, don't they? And your promo and your interview ability is absolutely spot on backstage. And I can kind of testify to that 110%. But tell us about that. You have a lot of fun and you're very confident, uh, but something that you've developed over time or comes natural, let us know. 100%. Yeah, Ben's always been sort of more that way inclined. Um, it wasn't until... I had to do it a bit more because for maybe your first year, year and a half, you can co-spy on just wrestling. Um, but then people want to see a bit more than you, than your entrance, and they want to see more than that 15 minutes. Uh, but getting to do stuff uh, like what we do with yourself and yeah. being pushed by Kyle Kingsley to do promos and all this kind of stuff is what's what's led to me being more comfortable with it. I, I really enjoy the... I think for me, promos is sort of a setting and a feeling opposed to the way a lot of people will do it where it's the same no matter where it is when we can come and talk to you um of course we are being characters and it's very turned off but i feel mm. like that can be very genuine i feel like we can talk to you and there's where we are we can be quite confident and just chatty because that's how we are as people we can come and just yeah. chat with you and i can give you shit and he can give you shit and then we're all having a laugh and that's a good circumstance for it um, whereas I find that when me and Ben just have to do promos and be funny, sick, we can just mess around. Whereas I did one for future where I had to be serious. Yes. And uh, like, as far as performing in front of a camera and stuff like that, it's not really um, a stress to me. I was lucky enough. I went to college for performing arts and that kind of stuff. So it's, it's not a crazy hill that I die on, but I was sort of like, how do I make this feel genuine to me? Because there's a lot of disingenuineness, but, is that weird? But when my characters, it is now. So when my character, <laughs> as we were saying about evolving it to sort of tie back to the start, when evolving my character so it's so close to myself, how would I genuinely do that? Would I, as a person, after say this isn't wrestling, a football game, come and talk to you? Yeah, of course I would. Um, and how would how would I approach? I'm going I'm going to fight someone as a person. I've got to look at it from that angle. And I think that really helped helped me anyway of being like, how do I make this feel genuine to me and genuine to my character? And then you're just sort of talking at that point. So it doesn't it doesn't feel like a promo. It feels more like you're just chatting. Yeah. Uh, and Ben, you're you're an absolute natural in front of a microphone. Um give us your take on it. Something you must be very proud of, another feather in your cap being able to cut um, awesome promos. Absolutely. I think for, to, to be sort of on more of a personal level, to be at this sort of point in my life where you could have me a microphone and I'm happy to speak into it, it is very cool and something um, that I think I can reflect on and be proud of. 
Um, I've, I've always loved a good promo. I've always, you know, those me and Jack grew up in the time of your wrestling is going to start with a 25 minute talking segment on TV. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> that's sort of the, the wrestling we saw. Um, so, you know, to be able to, um, hopefully hold my own in that sense, um, is, is really good. It's something I've uh, been doing a lot more recently. Um, something that similar, similar to what Jack said, like, it's not anything that's sort of really asked of you, um, in your first sort of year, year and a half or so, you just kind of go out and get the in-ring experience. But recently we've been able to, um, have segments with, um, guys like yourself we've been filming sort of more backstage things and talking more and i think that the being able to talk to a camera and um sort of i guess tying back to what we were saying earlier about characters and things yeah you're gonna teach people just as much in that 30 seconds where you're talking to the camera about you as you are for 15 minutes in the ring yeah you know what i mean and it's it's equally as important um in some circumstances potentially even more so as what you're doing in the ring to be able to convey with words um how you're feeling and how people should feel about you and um getting the opportunity to do that more has been fantastic 100 percent. and uh, you, you're the only act that i've interviewed twice and uh, basically I've, I've not been able to finish an interview with you guys you've kind of nudged me to one side taking, <laughs> taking control of the interview yeah. um but I, I i i don't know whether that's going to be a running theme every time i interview you backstage i just get nudged to one side uh but but you guys always always deliver um in the ring and uh behind the microphone but guys as we come to the end of this episode of wrestling with jonathan it's been an absolute blast speaking to you two for uh, well over an hour now um, an opportunity for you to throw out any socials to my listeners, to my viewers, where they can reach out to you, say hi, get to know more about Act 2, um, and to see some of your work and to help. I do have a little ticker that runs along the bottom. Because yes. two of you. There's yeah. a lot of addresses there, but <laughs> please take it away. Where can we say hi on social media? Um, absolutely. As seen on the bottom, which is very cool. Um, I didn't know it'd show up for us. So this is something I got a big little pop out of this earlier. Um, but for myself, I am um, at Sweet Prince BH on um, Twitter and Instagram. Um, I believe it's the same handle for Facebook as well. Um, so. I'll be completely honest. Don't really use that platform as much. Um, so Twitter and Instagram is probably the best place to find um, things from me. Yeah, I, t- I tend to not really use my Facebook. <laughs> I just share things on Facebook. But yeah, if um, Jack Nudson 01 on Twitter and Instagram and then Jack Nudson uh, wrestler on Facebook. Brilliant, brilliant. But uh, guys, it's been a blast speaking to you. And I can genuinely say, having seen you wrestle quite a few times and seen you up and down the road, that uh, you are the real deal and, uh, like I say, a real uh, bright spot of the UK scene and a real up-and-coming tag team to keep your eye on. If you're not familiar with uh, Act 2, go and check them out um, at your local shows. Check them out on YouTube. Do you guys have a YouTube or any merch you want to plug while you're here? Um, we are likely to get merchandise very soon. Um, we initially had a shirt release earlier in the year. Um, there are a couple of little problems with that. Um, so we've sort of reeled it back and we're going to reapproach. and, um, fingers crossed before the end of the year, you should be able to see, um, we do currently have individual big cartel pages. Um, I've recently, um, sold out of my shirt. So you're more likely to be able to find some of our stuff on, 
um, on your local merch table. Um, yeah. We have stickers, we have eight by tens, things of things of those. Um, but yes, we should be hopefully having a merch release closer towards the end of the year. Um, something that. that we something that we both need to agree on. Um, yeah. There's there's a thing about being a team. Eye. You can't just can't just agree. <laughs> can't can't just be one of us that's happy with it. So um, yeah. So fingers crossed. Um, you know, that's something we'll be able to give people soon. Look forward to it. Look forward to it. But uh, Ben Harland, Jack Knudsen, uh, let's say that the Saints of Sacrifice champions, uh, thank you so much for being awesome guests. And we'll uh, catch you down the road. Absolutely. It's thank you for having us. Cheers, Cheers, man. Appreciate it. <laughs>